0: It is Wednesday, August 26, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. After starting the season with Kale Thomas and then moving on to Jason Solwald for a few weeks, the John Trone 39 Sprint Car in Pennsylvania will have another new driver this weekend. According to SprintCarUnlimited.com, Indiana driver Justin Peck will take the seat this weekend against the All-Stars at Williams Grove, Lincoln, and Bedford Speedway. If things go well, it could turn into a ride for Peck for the remainder of the season. Justin Peck has 14 starts with the All-Stars this season with a best finish of 4th, which he did Twice at Red Dirt Raceway in June, and the most recent race at Plymouth Speedway, filling in for Paul McMahon. Peck had 10 Central Pennsylvania starts with the All Stars in 2019 as well. Uh, Jumping into kind of some more analysis, one of the things I've kind of tried to accomplish with this podcast, and it was even one of the ideas behind the origins of Open Red, uh, was to do a better job of telling the season long story of some of these dirt series. I feel like as a whole, those that cover dirt racing regularly get very much caught up in single races and events, uh, kind of lose sight of the evolution of the full season. Certainly not blaming anyone for that. You know, there's so many events spread throughout the calendar. It's a really a very easy thing to do. Um, I talk about points a lot and and kind of the shifts and things because I think it's important to do so to understand how these championships play out. Um, So in the spirit of that, I kind of wanted to take a deeper dive into the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series season up to this point um, and just kind of take a look at where things are and, and, you know, see maybe where we're going. Following the weekend in North Dakota, uh, the top five in the standings are only separated by 92 points right now. I tweeted this morning that I think this might be the most exciting World of Outlaws championship fight ever. Um, and going through the standings over the history of the series, those the numbers kind of seem to back that up. Kyle Larson has kind of overshadowed some of that a little bit, I think. Um, you know, he's won so many races across these different series and, and has kind of just been the story in dirt racing this year. Um, but there's so many other things going on, and, and this World of Outlaws title fight is definitely one of those things uh, that should be a little bit higher up the list. I think Uh, there have been several years where the top two were tight all the way to the end. Uh, We certainly saw that last year with Brad Sweet winning uh, by four points over Donnie Schatz 2013 when Darren Pittman beat Donnie Schatz by 14 points, Um, you know, or even back to like 2009 when Schatz beat Jason Myers by 19 points. Um, But during no season has the fight been uh, so tight between so many drivers this late in the year with five guys right now uh, really tight there. Um, obviously, the season has been affected mightily by COVID. You know, there's going to be fewer races run uh, for the whole season. There's been fewer races run even up to this point. So the season will probably end up being about 20 races shorter this year than it was last year. Through this date in 2019, the Outlaws had completed north of 50 nights. In 2020, there have only been 34 nights so far. And if the rest of the schedule goes off without incident, there are only 18 nights remaining. So that means there is more pressure than usual to be good on an individual night. Uh, looking at each individual driver, Logan schuhart is the current points leader, and for good reason. While he doesn't have the most wins on the season, he has been incredibly consistent and has had fewer stumbles than his competition. He's tied with Brad Sweet for the most top 5s at 23 and has the most top 10s with 30 out of 34 features. He only has 3 finishes outside the top 15 and is currently on a 15 race top 10 streak. He was certainly good uh, in uh, stretches during 2019, but his consistency has really ramped up this season. Except for that Kyle Larson guy, he has the best average finish at 5.7, which is over a position and a half gain over 2019. With Sweet right on his heels, though, he will definitely have to maintain this pace over the final stretch to have a shot at the championship. Uh, Through all of 2019, Brad Sweet only had two finishes outside the top 15, but through 2020 up to this point, he already has four, including a stretch of three in a row. Uh, Back to Wilmot, Terre Haute, and Attica. His seven wins, 23 top fives, and 29 top tens have kept him in the fight though with Schuhart despite his bad luck uh, with those two only separated by eight points currently. Down the stretch, the problem for Schuhart will be Sweet's ability to go on serious runs. When the 49 team is really on, um, they can do things like go 13 races in a row finishing in the top five like they did from Lawrenceburg to Brown County in 2019. That stretch also included six wins. Since finishing 24th on the opening night at Knoxville, Sweet has finished third, sixth, fifth, and second. uh, So he could certainly be on one of those streaks right now. He hasn't won since sweeping Cedar Lake in July, a stretch of 15 races. So you know, he's going to be itching this weekend and for the rest of the season to get more wins. This season might be the most vulnerable we've seen Donnie Shots in many years. The driver and team that is usually nearly bulletproof have been anything but that in 2020. Back through 2018, Shots hadn't finished outside the top 10 on back tonight, back-to-back nights at all. Uh, but in 2020, we've seen Shots get shut out of the top 10 multiple nights in a row an incredible three times, with one stretch being four straight races. At Knoxville two weeks ago, on a track he's dominated for most of the last 15 years, Shot struggled, needing a provisional one night and a B main transfer another. Even with the difficulties though, Shot still finds himself third, only 58 points back. It's concerning, though, that he only has three wins on the year, and his average finish is two spots worse, uh, worse than it was last season. He is still Donny Schatz, though, um, and Donny Schatz can still do Donny Shots things, so you certainly can't count him out uh, over the remaining stretch here. And then fourth and fifth, Carson Macedo and Sheldon Hoddenshield haven't been nightly contenders for wins each week and haven't set the world on fire this year, but what they have done is grind out good finishes all year long. Macedo has the same amount of top tens as Brad Sweet, and Sheldon has only one less. On a nightly basis, they fought and scrapped their way to average finishes of 7.4 for Sheldon and 7.7 for Macedo. Macedo leads the series in feature plus minus, gaining 98 positions from the start uh, features to the finish, while Hodden is third with plus 89. On top of that, Sheldon has two wins, Macedo has one. As things stand, both drivers would need to become consistent top five runners over the remaining 18 races to take the fight to the guys at the top, but both are absolutely capable of that. Sheldon won 18 top tens in a row earlier this season, and when he's on, Macedo can race with anyone in the country, both will be dangerous down the stretch with their abilities to fight for good finishes every single night. And in what may be the craziest thing about 2020 with the Outlaws? We could have two different champions. David Gravel's part-time NASCAR foray has kept him from two races so far, but the JGR team, um, JJR team is tied for the lead in the team points with Shark Racing. I did mention that on Monday. Parker Price Miller has driven the 41 both nights. Gravel was out, finishing 14th on the second night at Volusia back in February, and 9th ninth, uh, ninth the first night at the Ironman at Peebly. That means those two finishes would see Gravel tied with Shuhart in the driver standings as well. Gravel and Phillip Dietz Are a potent combination and capable of winning any single night out outside of kyle larson gravel has been the outlaws best driver as of late he could end up being the wild card driver here down to the finish Um, i'm definitely going to continue to talk about this as the final 18 races play out certainly going to be fun to watch Um, at some point in the coming days too i'll probably do a championship prediction based on results from the analytics prediction formula as well so stay tuned for that but this has been really fun to watch. Um, it's certainly something that uh, I hope people are paying attention to because we could, uh, you know, be seeing history right now. You know, this condensed schedule certainly is probably playing a part in this, um, but I think that's putting that much more pressure on these guys, which I think is is has created some issues for some guys and maybe elevated other guys. Um, but it's certainly going to be a fun one to the finish here. So stay tuned for all of that. There's a new checkered pass today at worldofoutlaws.com from Kevin Eckert. This piece takes a look at nine second laps through the history of the World of Outlaws. Check it out today if you're in the mood for some longer form reading. Um, and if you're looking for some ear candy this week, there are a bunch of new podcast episodes from all of the different shows. Wing Nation has episodes with Barry Jackson, Kyle Larson, and Cole Duncan. Rip the Fence has Cody Swanson. The Dirt Nerds are talking Kyle Larson's dominance. QuickTime has an episode with Paul McMahon. Um, there's a new Wednesdays with Wayne. And then Ohio Dirt has Tyler Street. And then Joe. Jeremy Elliott has Justin Grant and Tyler Ross. You can find those shows at SprintCarUnlimited.com. You can find links to all of these shows and more over at DirtTracker.com slash podcasts if you're looking for something to listen to. I'll take a look at the pay-per-view schedule for today. A number of shows across a couple of different platforms. Uh, Dirt Vision has Dirt Car Esports Action from Fairbury Speedway. 305 Sprint Cars. uh, That's on iRacing stuff. That is on tonight at Dirt Vision. Um, You also can get a... There's a pair of shows at Flow Racing. Besides USEC 24-7, they've got a bunch of cart action 500 open wing uh, box stock sportsman a bunch of different stuff from thunder hill speedway and then they've also got 360 Sprint Cars, IMCA Sport Mods, Dwarf Cars, and Vintage Hard Tops from Marysville Speedway in California tonight. And then Speed Sport has a pair of shows. They've got IMCA Action from 300 Raceway and IMCA Action from Buena Vista Raceway. Uh, so if you'd like to see that full schedule with links to watch, you can find that at dirttracker.com slash tonight. Uh, that's it for the show for this Wednesday. Hope everybody has a good day. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review. Uh, you can also watch the show every every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker and website itself dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore feeder and don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.